What's up, Blind Duet fans? And what is up, Tom? Are you ready for my first installment of great moments in duet history? I'm on pins and needles. I was trying to think of, I was trying to guess, essentially, who you're going to bring. I think you had teased, like, it was going to be maybe either someone I don't listen to a lot uh, or I'm just not familiar with. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the dark. Cool. I'm out here in Vegas visiting my folks, uh, just saying, hey, getting a quick little chill. And I, I needed to get out of L.A. for like a day and just kind of relax. So <laughs> that's basically what I'm doing. Uh, okay. So this one, I wanted to start off by saying this this is a this is a a collab or a duet that like the first time I saw it, I was excited before I even knew how good it was gonna sound because I just love both of the two artists that are uh, that are in this that are in this one. I love both of them. I'm a big fan of both of them. Um, and getting to see them perform together is, I think, as far as I know, in this scenario, is the only time that they have performed together. So without giving too much away, they may have done two performances, but it was a similar situation from what after doing a little bit more research. And I don't think it was on the same night. I think it was years apart, but it was a similar situation. Okay, so that's one hint. Ooh. Ooh, okay. okay. I also was saying, like, I don't, when I was listening to it again today... I hope that everyone realizes how special this is because both of these guys that are in this uh, particular um, duet are like musical prodigy geniuses, uh, next level functioning musical humans, basically. And the other thing, reason why I want to do this one is because I have slightly a small personal connection to both of the people in this video. Whether they both know me, that's not the point. I'm sure they don't remember me, but I have I have interacted personally with both of these people and have one, with one of them, I have a very funny story that I'm going to tell at the end. Also, go Knights. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Is that like- It's the Vegas hockey team, man. Go University Knights. Las Vegas? Go Knights no, go. No, no, it's... no. The Vegas Golden Knights, the hockey team. Go Knights go. And we are, we are from New Orleans. What do I know about hockey? Nothing, but it's, it's a team that I like now. It's a, it, I, I don't watch much hockey, but when I do, I watch the Knights because they're good and they're fun to watch. Okay, let's set the scene a little bit, all right? So this, if you, you may remember this time, uh, you may remember around 2015 that two of the titans of late night television, date one, David Letterman and Jay Leno, both stepped down as hosts. Like, I, I don't know the exact dates, but it's like around 2015. They both stepped down around the same time. Or, do you, I'm sure you remember that, right? Mm -hmm. So that meant that there was a search for who was going to be the new late night hosts. And of course, along with late night hosts come late night band leaders, which is a long history and heritage of great band leaders leading late night bands. And... Uh, I was going to ask, do you have a personal favorite late night host or late night band leader? Is that your thing? I don't think it is, but I'm not sure. What a good question. For late night, I mean, I think Conan, probably Conan. Because Conan. Conan is like the comedian's comedian to me. Mm -hmm. Like the like 
uh, we both are are big fans of stand up comedy for a long time. I don't I I don't remember if we've talked about this, but I really wanted to be a professional stand up comedian. In I high didn't school. know that actually. Yeah, yeah. I, there was a long time when I was like, "That's really what I want to do." I've, and the funniest have, thing about that is, even though I don't think I've ever told you this, I also had dreams of being a stand-up comedian. I have very briefly. In fact, <sighs> even there's there's recordings. I would record audio of myself telling jokes, and just, they're horrible. Do you, do you still have? And those? I have them. Of course, I have everything I've ever recorded. I have crippling stage fright, so that really got in the way of um, of being a professional stand-up comedian. Gotcha. But but Conan is your guy, is what you're saying. I think if you have yeah, to pick one, I and Conan think doesn't so. have a band, right? Like I'm, I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a band, at least in the time I've seen him. Oh man, I I all right. To be honest, I don't watch a lot of Conan live. Mostly, it's it's YouTube reruns. Totally fair and totally understand. So growing up, my personal favorite was uh david letterman and paul schaefer that was like i thought that that those those guys were made a really great team uh in fact like when i was a little kid specifically when my family was going on like a beach trip or something i was able to stay up late the night before and watch like the opening monologue of david letterman and i always loved his interaction with uh paul schaefer his keyboard player and band leader right so I've always felt like that was a really special connection. That's something that at one point I had like some kind of uh, also dream of being that. Not necessarily being a band leader in of a late night show, but I always have uh, wanted to maybe play in a late night band or participate in that kind of like back and forth on the fly. You got to come up with arrangements and songs really quickly. And I think, uh, you know, one of the people that has totally like stepped up the game of that and carried on that tradition is of course uh the roots specifically Questlove. jimmy fallon picked the roots and that was like a huge deal huge huge deal uh for what him to pick the roots yeah what a like dominant draft pick for a for a late night band just go right to the top and get the roots holy shit right so if we remember let me back up a few steps uh jimmy fallon takes over i believe for leno Right? I think he's Leno because Colbert ends up being Leno. And Colbert ends up taking over for for Jay, for uh, David Letterman, right? So Jimmy makes the move first, if I remember correctly, and he picks the Roots, which is like a really ballsy pick. I remember being like, that's amazing. I loved the Roots at the time. I still love the Roots, but at the time I was like really excited about that. And so Colbert has to answer with something equally as cool or cooler, right? Like he 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 has to make an answer. So he picks... One of our hometown heroes. Yes, indeed. John Baptiste. And also, Stay Human, I believe is the name of and his And Stay full Human, band. the band, exactly. So he picks his band Stay Human and John Baptiste, who like obviously has gone on to score the movie Soul and win an Oscar. And is just like an insanely amazing person. And although I'm sure he does not remember me, we did at one point hang out a few times in New York through some mutual friends and like, you know, 4 a.m. eating kebabs together was like one instance that I specifically remember, <laughs> you know, just like after a jam session, hanging out with uh, one of our mutual friends. So I've always been a fan of John. He's always been a nice person to me whenever I've seen him. When he got the late night spot, I was really excited. And I continue to just be a real admirer of like his musicianship and his artistry and just his personality and who, who he is. And I think he's a great um, person to represent our city on late night, right? As you can guess, this is a late night collab of some sort. I'm guessing you've already figured that out. 
Uh, yeah, I put that together, but I honestly have no idea. I got low chances here of being right. So I'm excited okay. to figure out what's going on. Okay, so this one takes place in 2018, and the band will be revealed soon. But the artist sitting in with the band is playing one of uh, his original songs and arguably his most famous song to date. Uh, and if I say what instrument he plays, it will give it away. But it might give it away. But do you have some sort of guess at this time before I reveal no. who this is? I don't. If their instrument would give it away. They're like a virtuoso on their instrument. Somebody who like has be, has gone from uh, being kind of a niche performer to being like totally in the mainstream of of uh, music culture. Is it Yo-Yo Ma? No, it's not Yo-Yo Ma. <laughs> That's a good guess, I guess. Yeah. Hey, niche niche instrument. I would I would have given it away if you had said cello. Hmm. Let me get let me get one let me get one more guess in. Okay. Do you want any kind of other hint? Mm-mm. Uh, okay. man, man or woman? It's a guy. I know. We've, I remember, oh, I'm realizing guys. now after I did this, we've done two guy ones, which is I know. And I've got I've got one more in the bag that's also two guys. Um, okay. So we maybe we, we got, need... we got to pick some women or or gender nonconforming, but we got to right. figure that. Yeah, out. Yeah. Anything but two guys, right? Yeah. Anything <laughs> but two guys. Um, shit, I give up. Okay, so do I send you the video first, or do I tell sure. you who it is? Send okay, me the, so let me... Send me the video. Let me Throw it in the, send throw it in the you, chat. Send you the link, okay? They're virtuoso on their instrument. The instrument would give it away. Mm-hmm. All right, link is in the chat. Okay, I'm trying to come up with a last-minute... Hail Mary, before I guess. I, before I click anything, I'm trying to come up with a Hail Mary... It's an uncommon instrument. It's not like no, guitar. No, 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 no. Or- I did not say uncommon. Oh. I did not say uncommon oh. instruments. They're virtuoso on but their instrument. Vir- they're, they're, in- so, they're so popular on their instrument, and they've, they've brought this instrument to like the forefront for some people, I think. Oh, I know who it is. It's Thundercat. Yes, you got okay, it. It is Thundercat. Okay. So before you click, I saw that since you guessed it, I will say that this duet... This collab is is between John Baptiste and Steven Bruner himself, aka Thundercat. Oh my gosh! Playing okay, cool. the song "Them Changes," which is a really interesting song. I don't know why it's so interesting, and I'm I need your like We're music gonna, theory I, brain. I, I, I have I, I thought about this a little bit today. Okay, all right. Should should we listen to it? Yeah, go for it. Nobody there's blood on the floor And I can't find my heart Where did it go? Did I leave it in the Yeah, game? man. That is a good choice. Isn't it? Like, there's something... So, I'm going to get more into it, but there's, like, something so special about those two guys sharing the stage or like kind of fronting that that song together in a way i also had already kind of said these guys are like two of my favorite musicians right now for sure and like as a bass player and jazz fusion hip-hop head that i am thundercat's like right in that sweet spot for me like he's like just somebody that i really uh 
admire. And of course, John, like I said, is just another insane. And if I can say, as as two former aspiring comedians, Thundercat is funny as shit. His music is so hilarious. Is John. Yeah, they're both. They're both yeah, hilarious. John is too. They're both so. total like uh, like they they're so good at music that they don't have to take themselves that seriously, and that is something that's like amazing. They the music thing is like so second nature to them at this point that they can be totally silly. I think of like Robert Glasper is like on the same level where he's just like silly now because it's like music to him is he did it like he gets it on such another level that he can like be silly a little bit. And that makes things kind of like more human, I think. That may, that's like a more human element of playing music. So to kind of get like delve a little bit deeper into some of the theoretical stuff that's going on, there's one moment in this performance that I love more than anything. And it's actually the reason why I picked it and the why, why I love this duet so much. It's John's solo and a specific point in John's solo. So the song happens, right? It's like a basic, there's like an A section and a B section, right? Um, and then there's an opportunity where John gets to kind of solo over the A section. And he kind of sticks with this very, I, I would say it's like a George Duke influenced kind of uh, solo where he's staying pretty bluesy over the key of like E flat minor, right? So I will, and I'll that's, take your word for it. <laughs> the song is an E flat minor, give or take. But so there's this moment at like three minutes and 10 seconds into the into the whole video where John kind of transitions out of this bluesy E flat stuff and he goes into this like triad pair shred where he's going between A flat major and B flat major. Thundercat being like this perfect pitch musical genius with like also crazy ear awareness he's like right there to answer him and so much so that if you look right after john goes there thundercat gives him this like he like whips his head to towards john and kind of like gives him a look that's like the universal musician look of like i hear you you know and then kind of like without He's like there with him for a second. And then as John is continuing in that kind of that kind of space for a second, those two triads, Thundercat has this like perfect answer that's this fill that's just like so tasteful and like doesn't lose the groove, doesn't like mess with it. It it just actually kind of like almost a way of his like response. You know, John threw something out and Thundercat responds in a way of like, I hear what you're saying, I, I'm with you. And I just feel like that moment and sharing those kind of moments with each other with each other as musicians is really special. And to be able to see two guys like this that are just absolute, like I've said, musical monsters, musical geniuses, to see that mutual respect that they have for each other was is just amazing. And that's that's why I love why I love this performance so much. I mean, great call. They're playing at such a high level. Um, uh, I mean, I think a lot of their playing is is lost on me and my ear, but I do have a, a, an incredible appreciation for the technicality that goes into, I think, specifically this song. And I'd, I'd love to hear more about what makes them changes. We talked about Conan, actually, and, and Letterman, too, are like comedians, comedians. They're who all the comedians gravitate to. What is it about this song 
that other musicians are like, shit, that is such a good song. The number one thing is the footsteps in the dark groove. I think that is what, that's what grabs your ear immediately because the song starts with the same drum groove. In fact, I'm, I, I, would, I think that it's actually a sample on the actual recording of the footsteps in the Isley Brothers' Footsteps in the Dark uh, mm. drum beat that's also used on the Ice Cube song. Uh, I think it's Today Was a Great Day. Maybe don't quote me on that, but it's, I, think it, I think that's the song. We're recording a like, podcast, Ben, so you're quoting you on that. I am quoting me on that. Let me double check that. Yeah, it's called A Good Day, or It Was yeah. A Good Day, Ice Cube. Yeah, I was right. Okay, cool. So if that's what draws you in, I think, initially. And then the groove of it, the, the bass line that he comes up with and the harmony that he's playing over that groove just feels really good. And it's like a very technical like syncopated bass line that is really hard to play but somehow feels familiar and i think that's what draws people in it's just that it's just a groove it's just a a strong strong groove and not to mention also the lyrics are so good i think that's also the other thing you know when you listen to how good the song is then you listen to the lyrics it's like you know uh nobody move there's blood on the floor and i can't find my heart i mean come on (laughs) That's insane. Like that that's like that's that's A plus songwriting right there over an established A plus groove from the Isley brothers with an A plus musician Thundercat who's who wrote all this. Yeah, his the bass sound too is that very watery kind of bubbly. I wanted to talk about that too. So it's interesting on this one he's there's actually three bass parts that are happening on this one because and i think on the record there's multiple bases as well but live they've got thundercat playing his like thundercat bass line there's another guy on electric bass who i think is just kind of playing like a a uh more for lack of a better word simpler version of what thundercat is playing and then there's a tuba which is played by i'm gonna butcher his name but his name is ibanda rumbika and he's playing the bass line on tuba as well so it's got this like really just like fat low end that's going on which is so cool there's i i love watching the rest of the musicians in this performance whoever's on tambourine is having a blast they're psyched i mean how could they not be they're like it's a it's it's like they know that it's a historical performance or something you know they got to yeah i um okay to be honest i also almost brought Thundercat really for a for a great moment in duet history. I was kind of I was bending the the framework a little bit mm-hmm. because I wanted to talk about his time with suicidal tendencies. Mm. Maybe will be its own episode at some point, but but right. for a couple of years he was the he was the touring bass player for this thrash metal group suicidal tendencies. And do you know who was complimenting him filling out the rest of the rhythm section for much of I think it's like 2012, 2013. Who is it? was it? Thomas Pridgen. I knew you were going to say Thomas Pridgen. Dang. Yeah. That's a nasty, yeah. nasty rhythm section of just like chops for forever. <laughs> yes. Both completely genre-defying musicians, just like touring South America with suicidal tendencies, playing songs from the 90s, early 2000s, I think. Amazing. It's That's, a, that's like, that's not just a... That's like a whole case study. I would love yeah, to just yeah. watch a bunch of that tour footage and figure out what the hell is going on on stage. Absolutely. 
Okay, so you want to um, hear my Thundercat story? Or you? I definitely want to hear your Thundercat story. Okay, so my Thundercat story goes like this. I want to say it is 2016. Okay, I'm in New Orleans. I had the amazing opportunity of getting to play a show with Tidra Moses. And I was playing guitar for her uh, at a club on Frenchman Street in New Orleans, right? And I was hanging with some friends that were also in the band and uh, some other people that were like uh, this guy named Elliot Love, who was a, he was like a promoter for the event and he did a bunch of stuff with us and uh, the rest of the band, right? That, that was playing for Tidra. We went and like hung out, walked around and we we're coming back down Frenchman Street and we see, uh, actually, you know what I realized? Tidra had, had stayed, obviously, and I was just hanging with the band, right? So we're walking back, and we see Tidra, like, outside of, uh, of a club, a Blue Nile on Frenchman Street. And she's, like, with some other people that we know. One of them is a good friend who will remain nameless because he doesn't look great in this story. And, okay. uh, and Thundercat is there, right? Thundercat is outside as well. And so we walk up and are kind of like about to go home. Like I was, it was like late. And I was just pretty much saying bye to Tidra and just saying like, you know, it was great playing with you, you know, see you later kind of vibe, right? But Thundercat is there as well. And I notice that he and this person that I also know are kind of like having a disagreement about something. Like they're like kind of, they're upset with each other about something. And I don't really know the story because I wasn't there, but I could tell that they both were upset with each other. And they, you know, for lack of, you know, I'll just be honest, they definitely were both, uh, under under the influence of something right like at this point at least thundercat definitely was and i don't i don't know if my friend was at the time but maybe right and uh i kind of walk up and it's very uncomfortable but they sort of resolve what it was and they kind of like agree to kind of go their separate ways which is good because it could have got bad thundercat was very mad and so he's got on uh and tidra knows him right so she's like oh this is the band that i was playing with like introduces us all to thundercat kind of as he's calmed down at this point then he's wearing a red he's wearing a red um la dodgers hat and he has this really really cool iron man pin in the hat like in the side of the hat you were a big iron man fan growing up yeah just a big, yeah, big Marvel fan, big everything fan. And it, it's the pin, it looks in such a way that it's like not basic. Like it looks like artsy. It's like an artistic rendition of an Iron Man pin. And so I'm just trying to make small talk. And like I, you know, just like asked him straight up, I was like, yo, where'd you get that pin? Like that's really cool. And he just like looks at me in the eyes, like dead in the eyes. And he takes his hat off. He takes the pin out and he just like almost like, puts it into my hand and like places it and like looks me in the eyes and he was like you know what this is you know what this is <laughs> and so i'm wearing a very special hat today because oh, nice. this hat actually has the very yeah. so we can get it in focus the iron man pin love that it thundercat gave me that won't get in focus but whatever and so i, I still have it and it's like one of my it's probably one of my favorite stories that I have musical stories definitely one of my favorite like little keepsake things that I have something very special to me that I'll always uh treasure because I look up to Thundercat a lot I love his music and the fact that he was like so kind to just like give me a gift you know <laughs> like to just give me a gift off of his own hat uh and I was like are you like I couldn't believe that he was doing this I was like are you seriously giving this to me like is this 
Like I thought uh, he was like, it's yours. You like you you know what to do with this. What are the odds that he remembers this? Zero percent. Fantastic. Unless he's pissed and he wants his and he wants his Iron Man pin back. In which case, like hit me up. I don't. Like, you know, what I mean? I'm okay to give it back. I guess if he really wants it. First, I felt bad, and then I was like, no, I think he meant it. It, it was very special. It was like a special moment. So I don't feel bad that he gave it to me. I feel I feel honored, and that's been. A great moment into a history. <laughs> Yo, snaps all around. Great, great choice. Thank you. I had a lot of fun with this one for sure. Um, anything our listeners need to know? Hit us up if you want a sticker, because we got a lot of stickers. <laughs> Did they and come? They arrived. They, they, yeah, I got them. I got them in the mail. I need okay. to send you some too. Yeah, send me like twenty-five. Okay. Uh, we've got our YouTube page is kind of going up working on some video clips to release to you guys please go and subscribe to us on youtube go to follow us on spotify follow us on instagram at blind duet pod give us your feedback we love reviews on on apple Podcasts. send us an email and just tell us what you think blind duet pod at gmail.com let's um let's connect you know all right. That is a great moment in duet history. Thank you. That was a, a journey for me. I loved it. I'm glad, man. That was great. It was really fun to... to I got chills at times. I got to be honest. I just really love that, that moment a lot. Yeah. YouTube link in the description so you can watch along with us. Bye. See you guys later. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Follow Blind Duet on Instagram and Twitter at Blind Duet Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, please send a brief bio along with links to your work to blindduetpod at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Blind Duet is brought to you in part by the New Orleans Tourism and Culture Fund. We would also like to thank the Music and Culture Coalition of New Orleans for their support.